What is the vibe here compared to everywhere else you play? Uh, you get to play very proper here. Like, there's a lot of heads here, but I mean, like people who really know good music, and yeah. you can kind of throw people some curveballs and like some pretty deep digs, and everyone seems to be into it. It's like you want to perform well here because it's like where all the music came from. haven't been to a house call show and you live in Chicago, you are seriously missing out. These guys and gals are innovating the Chicago music scene like I have not seen any other grassroots group do before. I had so much fun at their area code show. It was their first ever area code show at this warehouse in Pilsen. It was awesome. It was everything a warehouse show should be. And an added bonus, I got to catch up with Kai William, who I interviewed on the show, I think like six, six months ago now. And we talked about what he's doing with his label, got an update on some of the events he's planning to throw this year. And it was a really cool opportunity to, to sync up in person like that. So I hope you enjoy our conversation at the Area Code Show on February 3rd. Kai, it is so good to see you in person. This is the first time I think I've had a guest come on twice, mm -hmm. okay? And it's during our birthday month. I know. Aquarius gang. Yeah, 30 years old soon. Oh my God, <laughs> the big 30. Okay, I'm really excited to talk to you because I know the last time we spoke, you were kind of setting the stage for the big year you had ahead. Mm -hmm. And I love that Chicago's part of that mix. So how does it feel being in the spooky warehouse? Uh, it's awesome. It feels like Brooklyn. Uh, a lot of what I was going to, like rave-wise in the beginning, that got me into all this was like these warehouse parties and non-traditional setups. So mm -hmm. I'm honestly like super stoked to be here. It's a little chilly, but it's freezing. We're, yeah, the doors. With <laughs> the it. doors open to my left to the outside. It's like <laughs> freezing. Um, and you're no stranger to house calls. You, that was no. your first time in Chicago, right? Yeah. House calls. Exactly show? at the listening room. Mm -hmm. They're Which, such a great crew. Aren't yeah. They? It's a fun room too. It feels like you're in someone's like living room. I know with the lamps and everything. Yeah. And for for them letting us do this here, like it's just like this is really what Chicago like house music is all about, mm. and it's great to have you part of this. Yeah. Super yeah. super happy to be here. And so I know that you came from Montreal last night, and you've mm -hmm. been a little bit on a tear this yeah. month. So tell me like what's been the progression of places and things you've done. Yeah, so we started off the year in Phoenix at Bet the New Bang Bang out there, which is a cool venue. Um, they have another one in San Diego, so it was cool to see the differences between the two. And then I was in Boston last weekend, which was a really cool party. Super like low ceilings, like cool intimate vibe. Okay. And then Wednesday was in Vegas. Last night I was in Montreal and okay. now I'm here today. So Nuts. we're really hitting the ground running this year, but it feels good to transition from like being in the studio all the time. I spent a lot yeah. of time in the studio last year, um, which definitely helped set me up for the rest of yeah. this year. And I can kind of tour without worrying about producing. Yeah, I remember nice. in our interview, you said that, you know, you're somebody who likes to experiment 
and you're someone who doesn't kind of like to make the same song twice. Mm -hmm. And so that can keep you kind of hold up in the studio for a while. No. So do you feel like you put in enough work to where now you can like enjoy the fruits of your labor? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the biggest thing I was concerned about with like the touring, like the more serious touring this year coming up was not having enough studio time, but mm -hmm. I'm probably sitting on like 15 records that are ready to release oh, in wow. various different styles. So I can feel okay to just kind of chill out when I'm not playing on the road and not have to like worry about getting studio time on the road. Right. And uh, cause I think I've just produced best at my home studio, yeah. which I know so well and I'm just comfortable there. Yeah, so, in Jersey, right? In, yeah, saying. now I'm in New Jersey, yeah. so. In um, nature. In nature, yeah. It's nice to, to get back from the weekend shows in these popular cities yeah. and it, just not have anyone around me. Yeah, it's so nice. You need that break. I mean, mm -hmm. especially like, I got your text this morning at 4 a.m. and you're like, it's game day, let's fucking go. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you awake right now? Yeah. And how are you gonna be awake later? <laughs> so you need that, like, yeah. that recluse time. Yeah, you do. Because yeah. I just spent a lot of time napping now. Yeah, that's, you're saying <laughs> that you can like nap anywhere. That's such a skill that I'm, I'm jealous of. But I, you probably need it. As yeah, you need to. Sleep on airplanes, sleep in uh, just anywhere. Yeah. So, okay, so all of the shows this month kind of have like a different vibe. So how are you... I'm always interested, especially if I've seen an artist a couple times and like see them play completely different sets. Mm -hmm. How do you plan for a month long like vendor of shows mm -hmm. and make sure that you're curating the vibe like to the venue and the city and all that. Yeah, I kind of have a pretty non-traditional way of preparing for shows. I kind of just put all the songs I like at that moment just in a big, one big playlist. Okay. And I kind of read the room. I feel like that's a much better idea than trying to predict what's gonna happen because right. you never know how crowded the room is gonna be, um, what the energy is gonna be, the DJ before you, what are they leaving you on. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I think having just a big playlist of everything you're feeling at the moment can help a lot. It can also be pretty stressful at the same time, but I think that creates like cool, unique sets. Yeah. Because um, I'm not just like so focused on playing those select tracks I picked. I right. see everything on like a bigger overview. Yeah, yeah. and and that's like how you, how you produce your music too. You're yep. Like you were really into like breaks the last time we talked. I still am. Are yeah. You? Yeah, still, I've been producing a bunch of it. Yeah. Just I don't know. I just I get really inspired when I keep trying new things rather than the same rinse and repeat, which right. becomes very mundane to me and I get bored. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I mean, it's, it's important as a creative to keep trying new things, even if one is not a, a hit for you, right. like you tried something and you learned something mm -hmm. from everything that you make. Yeah. And you never know what you can do with those tracks down the line as well. Like you start an idea, maybe it's not right for right now, right. but maybe you can take something from that and make something else with it in the future. Right, exactly. I feel like so many people get stuck in that like space of this needs to work perfect for me right now mm -hmm. and they get frustrated and, and then like they give up. Yeah. But it's like, no, that's something you can come back to yeah. if you want to. Yeah, I definitely don't produce to release music. I produce just to, to create and then yeah. we kind of sit on it for like a month or two, Smart. test it out, make sure we like it after a while. And if we do, we put it out. Because if you're going to produce to release, you're going to just do things to make it sound good for other people. Yeah, that's, that's, and we talk about that a lot on the show. Like, you need to create art for yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, your tribe will find you, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Exactly. So, another thing we talked about was you doing your own events. Yep. So, what's the latest on that? Yeah, I'm really excited. This is just like a pretty big February for me coming up overall. Like, bunch of shows all over the place, but most importantly, I'm doing my first label showcase in New York. Amazing. Um, at this venue called Jolene Sound Room. It's got incredible sound system, nice intimate venue. It's a good size for us to do a launch party at. So 
I'm really, really excited about that. And I'm happy we talked about that last time and I'm actually doing it now. Yeah. like It's cool to see that. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it's like, it's powerful to like say what you're going to do mm-hmm. because if you say it into the universe, like mm-hmm. you feel like you got to stick to it. Yeah. Like I know if I tell somebody something and then I don't do it, like that's embarrassing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like it's, it's powerful. And I know you and I have talked a couple times in between, you know, now and, and then when we first met about your label and about the artists that you sign and that mm. you work with. And I know you're very involved, like with their artistry and, mm-hmm. and their come up. So where does that come from? Cause you can just be a, a label boss and be like, send me shit. And if I don't like it, I don't like it, but you're, but like you're involved in the process. Yeah. I think it's important cause it's very much a reflection of me. So, I mean, I've even gone to the point of doing sessions with the artists on the track and like doing, you know, even virtually just like opening up a project and saying, maybe we change a couple of these things and getting into a better spot. Because yeah. obviously the best music in the world is made with big teams of people. Right. So I think the industry's in this weird place where everyone like, feels all this pressure to do it themselves. Yeah. But if you look at these really big tracks by these big artists, it's almost always five, six, seven people. Wow, right that's really cool. And, and the fact that they get to have your guidance is so huge because mm-hmm. there's, I think there's a lot of mentorship in the industry, but it also can be an intimidating industry. Yeah. So is that kind of like part of it, like the being yeah. approachable? I just always liked enjoying connecting with people and just trying to create something even better than like the best possible product we can. Yeah. Not to call it a product, but. Yeah, no, but it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, you know, it's a reflection of you. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you put on your label is going to reflect. Exactly. Uh, you are the tastemaker. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. So. Being in Chicago, I always like to ask artists, like, is there anything different about playing here than there is in other cities? And I mean, you're like, you're a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Like, well, te- New Yorker, technically New Jersey. Technically New Jersey, but same, I've been, same shit. I'm right across the river. Yeah. Some people might be like, oh, you're from New Jersey. Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But like, you're close enough. So yeah. like, what's, what is the vibe here compared to everywhere else you play? Uh, you get to play very proper here. Like, there's a lot of heads here, but I mean, like people who really know good music, and yeah. you can kind of throw people some curveballs and like some pretty deep digs, and everyone seems to be into it. It's like you want to perform well here because it's like where all the music came from. Right. So it's like a very exciting feeling. So is sure. that more or less intimidating playing to um, an educated crowd? Um, no, I think I get more excited to play to those types of crowds yeah. because I. I don't always have those opportunities to play those types, that types of music because I know right. it's not going to go over well. Right, right, um, right. I'll always try in a set to see if I can push it that way. Yeah. But it doesn't always work out, so then I'll just come back and go the other route. But yeah. How? Okay, so this is, might be a dumb question, but like, as someone who's never stood behind decks, like, I don't know. How do you know if things aren't going well? Because like, it's br- like. I don't know it's dark out there mm. and maybe like you're getting blinded but like how do you see do you physically see like oh people aren't dancing or like is yeah like a- i do this thing where i try to make eye contact with everybody so like really? i can i can i can genuinely see on their face if they're having fun or yeah. not yeah. um if they're talking to their friends a lot they're probably bored yeah that's so true. people are just like kind of focused on the music and they're, they're genuinely dancing um if you see the dance floor starts to clear a little bit, that's a yeah. pretty good indicator. It should probably change something. Yeah. But. Well, we talked about last time, like people having short attention spans and having to keep them on their toes. And I think that's a challenge for anyone. Even if people are having a good time, they have their phones, they have so many competing things now. Yeah. So that's like, 
you are literally competing with all of those things. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm burning through records super fast, like mixing super quick, but that's mm. just because that's the crowd I have. Right. And sometimes the ones I like to do is like the longer, right, right. more artistic, and you know, you're mixing over four or five minutes, and you have maybe three tracks going, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's um, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could stand up somewhere and like get live mm. feedback to something I was performing. Yeah, it can definitely get in your head a little bit and then you can start going down this spiral and like yeah. thinking things that aren't actually happening, but always just remind yourself it's just for fun. Right, we, I think that's like the note we ended on last time yeah. we talked, like this is all for fun and if mm. you're not having fun, like why yeah. are you doing it? Yeah, and most people are here just to let loose and have fun and like they're not paying attention to the little things. Right. Like, I've made some pretty major errors when I'm playing, as has everybody. Yeah. And I'll go off and I'm like, oh, I can't believe that happened. And they're like, what are you talking about? Right. No one actually yeah. notices. Or if or they do, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. The only ones that care are like other artists who just want to be doing what yeah, you're doing. Of cor of yeah, of course. Um, and I, I talked about this in the last episode about branding, about how like as, as an artist, as a DJ, you take on the role of the vibe curator. Mm. So like you're the guide. Mm -hmm. And do you see yourself in that role, like as a guide, like when you stand behind the decks? Yeah, I think so. Because think about it, like, yes, obviously people are there to see you, but you literally control. You control the whole room. Yeah. I think that's why everyone likes DJing so much, because you get to control everything. So it's We're like also a bunch of control freaks. I was gonna I say, wait, control freaks are <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. It's it's cool. I mean, that's that's the whole fun in DJing is like you can you know you want to pick up the energy, you pick up the energy. If you want to yeah. throw them this way, you throw them that way. It's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that's really amazing. So all right, so you have a lot of exciting things coming up with your events, mm -hmm. your label. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to make sure people know? Um, I have a really great release from Jeff Sorkowitz coming out on the label. Oh, uh, yeah, you yeah. said that. I think it's February 16th. Yeah, on the 16th. Uh, it's three tracks. Really, really cool, interesting stuff. Different for Jeff, for sure, which I'm excited about. Yeah. I like to release tracks from artists that are a little bit different than what they normally do. Mm -hmm. So. That's exciting. Yeah, it'll be cool. And do you, are you, when I texted you, like, Aqua Gang, were you, did you roll your eyes? Do you give a shit at all about your birthday? Or your I don't birthday? know. I feel, I feel like guys don't really know much about that stuff, and it's always the girls that are talking about it Aquarius or Libra or it's Cancer. True. But yeah. did you know, did you know that Aquarius is the rarest sign because February is the shortest month? That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I did so not know that. You should lean into it. Like, all right. It's a cool, it's a, it's a cool thing to be. Cool. All right. Let's well, do it. <laughs> thank you for doing it. Like, yeah. I'm so, I know that you've had a crazy day and you're like on no sleep. Yeah, I'm, so I'm glad on like that, an hour. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're my first in real life interview yeah. because, you know, you have something to say. You have a perspective and, and that's what this show's all about. Yeah, thanks for having me.